Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Herbert Schechter, who is a the managing director at Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group based in Minneapolis, and also portfolio manager Robert Britton at the same firm. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you very nice much. to be here. So, Herbert, just start briefly with your background uh, and how you got to where you are today, just briefly. Uh, well, uh, my beginning background is that I'm a trained accountant and practiced as a certified public accountant for many years in public accounting. I did audits of companies. I represented my clients in front of the Internal Revenue Service and the SEC in connection with public offerings. And, uh, and then evolved over the years and did a lot of work with pension funds and trusts and estates. And uh, I retired from public accounting and joined Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group. And uh, so now I've gone from being a planner to being a doer. Okay, sounds like a good idea. Robert, same thing with just a little bit of your background. Sure. Um, I have been with uh, Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group as a portfolio manager for 11 years now. Uh, interestingly, uh, I was actually a client of the firm uh, long before I came to work here. Uh, I was a client beginning in the year 2000. Um, I did study um, finance and economics with a concentration on things like value investing. Uh, well, I got my MBA at Columbia Business School in New York City, um, and I've been here for 11 years now. I'm also a uh, chartered financial analyst and the vice president of the local uh, CFA organization here in Minnesota. Very good. Okay, so let's kind of start on a broad level here, kind of take a look at the economy before we get to specific ways to invest. So, Herbert, why don't you just kind of give us an overview of where you see the economy right now? We've got inflation that's been rising. We have a potential war between Russia and Ukraine. We got the Federal Reserve about to raise interest rates. Kind of give us an overview of how you see the economy unfolding in 2022. Well, the economy is ever changing. And so we look at it today and we see all kinds of changes. We certainly have the specter of rising interest rates. The, uh, the Federal Reserve, who has, in my opinion, have been artificially maintaining low interest rates have now said that they're going to have increases we're expecting three or four in 2022 and more in 2023 uh, the 30-year mortgage has gone up one percent over the last month or so i have a son who bought a house uh, just over a month ago and he got less than a three percent mortgage and now those mortgages are close to four percent so that is certainly affecting uh, the marketplace, and it's affecting the valuation of housing. It's affecting the uh, it's affecting the valuation of anything that is interest sensitive. So, uh, you know, uh, the potential problems with the Russians and the Ukraine get a lot of headlines. 
the bottom line is, from an investment standpoint, how does that affect us? Of what, uh, and so, if you're trying to solve the problems of the whole economy, I don't know if there's anybody smart enough to be able to do that. Robert, so, what do you what weigh we in, do? Robert, why don't you weigh in on specifically if Russia were to invade Ukraine, what would be the impact on the markets of that? Well, I think that's a great question, um, and I think you know the market is certainly telling us that it doesn't like it. Um, the market is currently trading lower right now, um, but if I may, I, I'm not so, so sure that that's the that should be the forefront question for people that are longer-term investors. I think if you're a trader uh, and you're looking at the market on a very short-term basis, um, that is an area of concern. However, uh, at our firm, where we take a three- to a five-year investment horizon on the investments that we have, um, we're focused more on individual company valuations. And while macro factors are certainly a factor, um, they tend not to be an overarching factor. This is a great time to point out, by the way, that this is not the first time we've had uh, military threats that have roiled the markets only for people to see the markets then move higher. Let's not forget that uh, you know, we had an issue with uh, Ukraine and, the, um, and, and uh, Crimea just a few years ago. The market is noticeably higher since then. I would also point out, and I was speaking to an investor about this this morning because we tend to have a wonderful relationship with our investors and they can call us whenever they'd like, um, that we believe that the threat posed by COVID back in March of 2020 was a far greater um, risk to the overall market um, than this is. And if one was to have gotten out of the market in March of 2020, um, they likely did not get back in um, to capture all of the upside that remained, and they probably lost money. Um, we maintain that the most that the smartest way to guard yourself against some of the losses that might result from macro-related factors are to know what you own and to pay the right price for really good assets. And as an active manager that runs a concentrated portfolio, that's what we do. So, Robert, there's always a kind of a back and forth between value and growth. The last dozen years or so, growth has clearly been outperforming value. Value seems right. to be doing better so far in 2022. Where do you think things stand on the growth versus value uh, spectrum? Well, it's a great question as well. And uh, we happen to believe that we're at the precipice of a significant um, turn um, in investor weightings and the performance of growth versus value. As you correctly pointed out, um, we have been in a very pro-growth market really since uh, the beginning of the financial crisis. Um, this is not a coincidence. As we wrote extensively uh, in our latest newsletter, um, which can be found on our website at www.mpmgllc.com, um, the accommodative Fed and the size of the Fed's balance sheet going from about a trillion to almost $9 trillion today um, has helped prop up the value of growth stocks. Uh, interest rates are a uh, discounting mechanism and a risk um, gauge. And when interest rates are, are as low as they have been, um, you know, hovering near record lows for over a decade, uh, that tends to facilitate a very 
speculative market where um, more speculative companies with an absence of near-term earnings and cash flow tend to thrive at the expense of more established, more stable, more robust cash flow generating businesses, the kind of businesses that we love to own. Now that we're seeing interest rates start to creep up and we've been seeing the 10-year um, broach uh, that uh, psychological uh, 2% factor, um, a lot of investors are now starting to ask themselves, where is value? What am I getting for my money? And we're seeing increasingly a large rotation um, and we're in the very, very early stages of money going from growth style investing to value style investments. So um, as long as this period of outperformance for growth has been, uh, we happen to think that the rotation uh, of funds from growth to value could be as long and as significant. So we are incredibly optimistic about the future and what it holds. So I assume you agree with that, Herb. Why do you think value is coming back so much compared to growth, in addition to the Feds starting to take away all that free money? Well, I think there there are probably two factors. One is a psychological factor. People jump on whatever is the latest fad. And so if enough people ask the question, well, what's happening that growth is kind of declining and value is going up, then you got a whole bunch of people that say, oh, my gosh, I should be in value because that's where the money is. Now, they don't necessarily analyze whether this is a good move or a bad move or what are the underlying characteristics of this. They're just following the crowd. So, that, but that that's what happened in the in the growth as well. That we've had companies that have you know catapulted to valuations just beyond belief, because everybody piled on them. Uh, the underlying uh, reason, I believe, is that it always pays to know what you own. And all of us in our daily lives are value investors. If you go buy a suit of clothes and you go to the clothing store and you go and you look at the suits and you see a really nice suit on the rack and you feel the material, it looks nice. Before you take the suit off the rack, you're likely to look at the sleeve and look at the price. And if the price says $5,000, you may say to yourself, you know, I'm just looking for a, a, a suit to wear, but I'm not going. I'm not going to my daughter's wedding. I don't need a five thousand dollars suit, and so you don't take that off the shelf because it isn't worth that to you. And so uh, we all are conscious of price, and so uh, when it comes to the fundamentals. The price you pay for what you get really matters. And it's a very nice way to mitigate potential of losses. Because if you get real assets, I mean, you buy a company and they got real assets, they got cash and receivables and they own real estate and machinery and equipment and, uh, and trucks and airplanes and whatever they own, there's a limit to how far that stock can go down because all those assets are worth something. You're not just buying fluff. Yeah, very good. And so as, you know, as times 
become unsettled, then people want to have more something that appears to them to be more secure. Very good. We're going to take a break. Less downside risk. Got it. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest these hour, my two guests are Herbert Schechter, uh, who is managing director, and Rob Britton, who is a portfolio manager at Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group. You can find out more at their website, which is mpmgllc.com. We'll be back after this. For the last month, I've been taking Athletic Greens, which is a delicious multivitamin powder that has given me new energy and boosted my immune system. Every morning, I mix the powder in 12 ounces of water into a plastic container they provided, shake it up, and drink it. It's kind of kind of a mild tropical taste that I look forward to every day. So what's in this stuff? Athletic Greens powder has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help me start my day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, focus, and slows down the aging process. It also helps you sleep better and absorb nutrients from foods into your bloodstream more efficiently. Athletic style friendly company, and with your diet, whether it be keto, paleo, gluten-free, or dairy-free. It's very natural and has only one gram of sugar and is dairy-free as well. It has uh, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. Athletic Greens is based on the latest science, is tested extensively, and is constantly being tweaked and improved. It costs less than $3 a day. You'll spend less on it than all the supplements and multivitamins you're already taking. Think of it as investing in your health so you don't have to spend money on therapies to recover from bad health habits. It has thousands of five-star reviews and is recommended by many professional athletes. Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company which donates some of the proceeds of its sales to organizations to get millions of nutritious meals to kids in need all over the world. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially since we're in the cold and flu season. It's just one scoop of Athletic Greens powder with a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for many different pills or multivitamins to look out for your health. To make it easy to get started, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you need to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash moneyanswers. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash moneyanswers to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life.
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Herb Schechter and Rob Dillon, who are with Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group. Welcome back to the show, both of you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about the process that you take to pick uh, individual investments. Why don't you start with you, Rob? There's so many stocks out there. What is the process you do to winnow down to what you want to invest in? Uh, It's it's a great question, Jordan. It's a very... we have a very refined filter uh, as far as looking for, as far as companies that actually make it into the portfolio. Um, unlike many mutual funds, and certainly very different from say an index fund or an ETF, um, we run a concentrated portfolio. We typically only own twenty to thirty individual names at any given time. Um, what we are looking for um, is both very specific and also very vague. What we what we seek are great businesses truly great businesses that for whatever reason are misunderstood and unloved and as a consequence they are cheap we like to see companies that have very little debt uh, as well as have uh, meaningful uh, present cash flows um, that show that they are a good business we like to invest in businesses that for a lack of a better term have a moat around it, right? Um, everyone remembers having, you know, read books about uh, knights in King Arthur's court that the greatest defense that a castle could have is a moat uh, that protects the castle from intruders. We look for the same things when it comes to businesses. So what could a moat be? Um, a moat could come in the form of economies of scale. Uh, it could come in the form of high switching costs, right? So maybe a software company that once it's installed is hard to get rid of. Um, it could come in the form of patents. It could come uh, in the form of a distribution network. But the thing is, because we are such a research-oriented firm, it is imperative that we are able to build a variant hypothesis that differs from what the street thinks. So the ability to take the sentiment that currently exists in Wall Street for an individual name. In other words, when Wall Street really dislikes a business and punishes it by making it very, very inexpensive, that is probably the first thing that we look for. And it's only the first thing that we look for because we screen and monitor hundreds of companies. Very few of them pass our, through our filter where we believe that the company is misunderstood um, and significantly undervalued. 
So how can companies that are doing so well, they've got all these assets, they've got good cash flow, they've got their moat, why are those companies misunderstood uh, and therefore cheap? Well, the market in Wall Street and many of the programs that are, that are very popular on some of the business networks are incredibly short-term. They think about things based upon the current quarter um, and, frankly, the current week. They ask questions a lot of times, like how does a potential um, military conflict um, impact the price of this stock over the next week? One of our great advantages, um, and it's uh, given to us by our clients, is patience. And that we find that we are able to take a longer-term perspective on something that may be temporarily um, out of favor, but that we recognize that there is significant upside. Um, for example, you know, when we first started investing in Newmont Mining Company um, several years ago, there wasn't any inflation, and people wondered why we owned. Uh, what we consider to be the best gold mining uh, company out there. Why would someone own gold when there isn't any inflation? Um, people now understand. Um, we didn't know exactly when we'd start to see inflation in the markets, but we believe in buying our, our straw hats in the wintertime and that um, the company was incredibly undervalued and that we believe that there would be significant upside ultimately when inflation were to rear its ugly head, which, based upon some of the data that we're seeing um, right now, certainly appears to be the case. What would be another example, in addition to Newmont, of a company uh, that you think is a good value today? Oh, boy, we're seeing so many of them right now. Our screens are really just lighting up um, when it comes to, uh, to opportunities. Um, one, of, uh, a, one of the larger holdings in our portfolio right now is Simon Property Group, the uh, shopping mall uh, real estate investment trust. Uh, this is a stock uh, that fell from over $200 a share to around $50 a share during the depths of the COVID crisis. Uh, the narrative, right, the short-term belief uh, on Wall Street was that traditional brick-and-mortar retailers were uh, going to be a thing of the past and people would be exclusively shopping online. Uh, while we certainly, uh, at least at MPMG, believe that this country probably is over-retail. Uh, we recognize that there is a premium, though, that exists with the, um, the top Class A mall operators, right? That there would be a flight to quality um, and that people may not want to be in strip malls, but many retailers are always going to, not always, but are likely going to want to have some sort of physical presence. Now, what we think also is missing from the story was that people were ignoring the very obvious fact that a lot of traditional online retailers were seeking an omni-channel investment strategy. In other words, they don't just want to have an online presence. They want to have a physical presence as well. So such uh, notable retailers as Amazon uh, is certainly one of them uh, that has some retail stores. Um, Bonobos, War Warby Parker, these uh, are brands that initially started exclusively um, as online brands that are now seeking a physical brand um, or a physical location to complement um, where that the uh, to comment their marketing piece right now. So um, it's a very interesting company. Um, they have been incredibly long-term focused. Um, they have actually been buying um, bankrupt and distressed retailers. So they've actually been buying their tenants, such as um, Eddie Bauer, Brooks Brothers, J.C. Penney, 
Um, so they own some of the biggest tenants in their mall, and they are cooperating with them to figure out how these brands can exist within a mall. Um, the latest estimate was that the stakes that they had in these retailers were worth over a billion dollars, and this is on a, only a $50 million investment. So over a 20 times return so far on an early investment. So this is a business um, that we think has tremendous upside. Uh, the occupancy levels um, are only about have recovered about half of what they lost from its COVID levels. Uh, the dividend is still 45 cents um, per quarter, um, so almost two dollars a year lower than it was pre-COVID. Uh, we think that this company, which has almost doubled from when we first started building a position in it. Um, in the beginning of 2021, uh, still has significant room to run. The last uh, few years, as as growth did much better than value, your relative performance was probably not that great. You were doing these conservative value stocks, and everybody else was jumping into the all the high flyers. Do, do people get nervous and clients say you're missing out? How do you respond when people say you're falling behind here? Well, let me tackle that one. That's interesting because you talk about the fear of missing out. People always want to get what they think somebody else is getting. Uh, We haven't had that with our clients, and uh, perhaps because we've done a good job to educate them so they understand what is happening. While uh, during these years, when the growth has outperformed value, the value stocks, and certainly our portfolio, has done what it's always done. And so uh, if I ask you, you know, would you be happy to get 10, 11, 12% a year on your money? Most people would say, gee, that is really great. And uh, so when if somebody else is getting 16%, and you're getting 14%, do you feel that you have missed out? Or are you getting maybe 4% more than what you were expecting to get, that you were happy to get 10? The, uh, because everything comes at a price. Uh, when, uh, you know, if we dial back and we look, let's say, at the last big crash we had, which a uh, major crash was in 2000. In 2000, the S&P 500 dropped about 45%, and the NASDAQ was about 75%. It took them more than 10 years to get back to even. We're going to take a break at the moment. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Herb Schechter, who's managing director, and Rob Britton, who's the portfolio manager at Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group. We'll be back after this. All around the world, tech companies are innovating and driving returns for investors. Our crowd analyzes companies across global markets, selecting those with the greatest growth potential, then brings them to you. From personalized medicine to health tech, uh, which is tackling, from personalized medicine to health technology, uh, they're going after a, uh, a particular company called Future Family, which is going after the $60 billion global IVF and fertility treatment market. Our crowd is identifying innovators so you can invest where growth potential is greatest, which is early. Our crowd is fastest, the fastest growing venture capital investment community. 
Their accredited investors have already invested over $1 billion in growing technology companies. 21 of the companies are unicorns, and many of our crowd's members have benefited from over 40 IPOs or sale exits of portfolio companies. Now you can invest in Future Family, who's providing millions of families with access to affordable treatment through the buy now, pay later financing. Future Family powers 15% of the U.S. fertility clinics. Last year, they grew patients by over 300%. You can invest today at our crowd. Invest in Future Family at OURCROW.com slash answers. You can join our crowd for free at OURCROW.com slash answers. Join the fastest growing venture capital investment community at OurCrowd.com slash answers. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. My guests this hour are Herbert Schechter. He is the Managing Director. And Rob Britton, who is the Portfolio Manager at Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group. Their website, mpmgllc.com. Welcome to sh- back to the show for both of you. Thank you. So a lot of people watch the news all the time, CNBC and uh, websites and social media and so on, and kind of get wrapped up in the hype of particular things. Lately, cryptocurrencies, of course, has been very hot. What kind of advice would you give people who are watching these things and making transactions based on the latest news up or down? I'll tackle that one first, Herb, and if you uh, have anything else to add, just let me know. Um, I am not certain how to value 
many of these cryptocurrencies. It seems if the purpose of these, if these are in fact a new form of currencies, uh, I would argue that the utility of owning a currency which can be so volatile um, certainly is a deterrent to it actually being adapted as a form of currency and that these wild price swings are demonstrative of a highly speculative and in our judgment very risky asset. I don't understand how someone can agree to enter into an employment contract or to buy, you know, enter into a lease agreement or, or a rent agreement and pay using a currency whose underlying value is so incredibly volatile that it might change the expenditures by up to 50% over a short, over a short term time period. Uh, it certainly seems to us, based on the research that we've done, and we have done quite a bit of research, that much of the assets that are flowing into these cryptocurrencies are, do- are doing so because the uh, retail investors that are largely driving this adoption believe that um, the central banks around the world uh, are uh, devaluing the respective currencies and people are seeking, and I think rightly so, some sort of protection from these new fiat currencies brought about by uh, overly accommodative central banks around the world. In response, I would argue that the better hedge uh, or the better protection against the debasement of world currencies is to own productive assets, certainly not bonds, but assets that generate cash flows, whether that be income-producing real estate and select equity investment, the kind of businesses that can pass higher input costs onto their customers. Um, And those are exactly the kind of companies that we seek to identify and own in our portfolio. Prices are are rising. Uh, Input costs can be uh, variable. We accept that. And we accept that since we can't plan for everything and know exactly where to say the price of lumber is going to be six months from now or when the semiconductor chip shortage will abate, we seek to own businesses whose products and services are so needed that they can raise prices to meet whatever uncertainty their supply chain brings with them and therefore not only maintain their profitability, but ideally uh, improve it as well. So when we look at the world and we look at cryptocurrencies, to us they seem to be very speculative. But we do think there's a future in blockchain technology, which is one of the underlying technologies that... uh, many, if not all, of the new cryptocurrencies um, are dependent upon, and uh, we have investments that are key beneficiaries of the blockchain technology that so many of them use. What would be an example of a blockchain investment, something benefiting from Uh, blockchain? I, uh, IBM. Um, IBM has been, is currently a uh, company that is, uh, has been in transition for a long time. Uh, they are under relatively new management with uh, Ginny Rometty having uh, left as the president. Um, they have spun off their slower uh, growth or really negative growth uh, into a different stock called Kindrel. Um, we think that uh, they are doing incredible things uh, as far as uh, – hybrid cloud computing uh, and also using uh, their vast databases and knowledge to be a leader in blockchain technology. So Herb, I assume you're not a big cryptocurrency fan either. How would you recommend 
uh, people go to NFTs, which is even more speculative than cryptocurrencies. So how do you explain the people paying millions and millions of dollars for uh, NFTs? I, I can't explain it. Uh, <laughs> this is beyond explanation. Uh, but, uh, uh, of course, you know, art is in the eyes of the beholder. And so you go to an art gallery uh, or, and you see some old master uh, that is worth millions of dollars and you look at it and it's a very beautiful picture, but it's only worth millions of dollars, I suppose, because somebody else is willing to pay for it. But, uh, you know, it's, the question is, has no intrinsic value. So if you are a collector, it doesn't matter whether you want to collect uh, fungible tokens or you want to collect uh, old cars and have a, uh, a garage full of old cars. Uh, if, you know, if you enjoy that, that's fine. Is this an investment? I don't think it's an investment. I think it's a hobby. And, uh, and if you can afford to lose the money, then this is just a game for you. But for the average investor, the average person, says their money came very dearly to them. They need this money for uh, to support themselves, to uh, to have a comfortable retirement, and they're not in a position to gamble on these things with the hopes that you can find a greater pool to sell it to at some uh, either get your money out of it or sell it at a bigger price. So how do you think it's going to end the whole cryptocurrency NFT boom? What do you think is going to be the end result of that? Uh, I think uh, a lot of this is going to end up like Beanie Babies. Remember the Beanie Baby craze that people had these little stuffed animals and they started going for huge money? I mean, I've always been skeptical of why baseball cards are worth something. A piece of printed paper uh, or uh, cardboard that, it, you know, it, I don't know to what extent these things are counterfeited, but there isn't anything special about printing somebody's picture and statistics on a piece of cardboard. You know, if I could just compliment Herb's answer as well, Jordan, uh, I think that uh, if you observe, uh, you know, recent history, uh, whenever the subject, there are political motivations uh, to the uh, appreciation of NFTs, in our opinion, as well. Uh, we've noticed that whenever there is talk about a wealth tax, um, the price of things like art and other uh, assets, like an NFT, uh, which maybe uh, you know aren't marked to market. Uh, on a you know second by second basis, uh, tend to do incredibly well. Uh, I believe that oftentimes part of the appeal of objects like art and NFTs is the fact that uh, it's an asset uh, where there isn't a ton of price discovery that is, takes place on a, on a daily basis, and therefore it might be a uh, a way to uh, to park money that uh, is hard and assets that are hard to value, which would be um, less exposed uh, if there were to be a wealth tax. Some would say that gold has been the inflation hedge in the past, and it's not been performing that much compared certainly to cryptocurrencies. The cryptocurrencies have become a new store of value. Would you agree with that? 
I would agree that that is the perception of a lot of people. Uh, I also happen to believe that that perception is wrong. Um, I think that um, if people are seeking you know, a, a, a store of value, um, gold certainly has a place, and we have been surprised at the lack of interest in that uh, in that commodity, um, we do expect that that will revert at some point um, as, as people lose interest in speculating in um, cryptocurrencies. So, so, Herb, what do you think is the best store of value in a rising inflation, rising interest rate environment? The best store of value. Uh, I, I suppose, uh, you know, I have to ask the question. Uh, how many of your in, uh, listeners are interested in storing value? You know, store of value is for somebody who had, generally has enormous wealth. And so if you have enormous wealth and you've just used up all the places where you think you can invest it, uh, then you have to put it someplace. So are you going to buy gold bars and bury them in your backyard? Or what are you going to do to store this value? Uh, they, you know, most people uh, don't really have an issue of storing value because, as Rob pointed out, there are lots of places that you can invest in that give you a return and are uh, heads against inflation. And so that's what people are looking for, or should be looking for, is something that gives them a return, has underlying value, not an artificial value. I mean, even the gold has, a, has an intrinsic value because there are, gold is used in so many places. There are industrial uses of gold. You know, we think of it as jewelry, but if you think of all the electronics that are uh, have gold contacts in them. Your car has gold in it. Uh, and so there is a continuing demand for this commodity to be used for industrial uses. Uh, so that has utility. Uh, you know, if you want to have a big pile of coal, I got, uh, even though coal isn't uh, uh, thought of as being. Uh, ecologically sound if you have a big pile of coal the coal has some intrinsic value because if you want to heat your house or run a blast furnace or, or power a power plant uh, then they use coal for that and so that is a store of value so you can have a big coal pile in your backyard and that's how you're storing up your value very good. We're going to take another break. We have to take a break. So this is uh, Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Herb Schechter, who is the Managing Director, and Rob Britton, who is the Portfolio Manager at Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group. You can find out more about them and their work at their website, mpmgllc.com. We'll be back after this. I recently started subscribing to Blinkist which is a service which gives you condensed versions of top books and audios on many vital subjects. You can read the most important ideas of a 200-page book in about 10 to 15 minutes and listen to the audio of that book in 30 minutes or less. Blinkist empowers you to grow personally and professionally by discovering content that inspires, motivates, and gives you new perspectives. 
Blinkist offers you content in 27 categories. In the business and money world, it covers entrepreneurship, economics, management and leadership, money and investments, and careers. There's a lot to learn here. In the money and investment sections, I read some of the classics in the field, such as One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch and The Last Safe Investment by Michael Ellsberg. Other offerings include some of the authors I've interviewed on The Money Answer Show, such as Grant Sabatier, who wrote Financial Freedom, and Aaron Lowry of Broke Millennium. I particularly enjoyed Mind Over Money by Claudia Hammond, which delves into why we make financial decisions that we do based on how we've been raised, for better or worse. She tells several interesting stories about the mistakes people make with their money, which really drives home her points. In the economic section, I particularly enjoyed The Raging Twenties by Alec Ross about who will win and lose in this decade. And then there's The Promise of Bitcoin by Bobby Lee, which explains how to take advantage of the emerging world of cryptocurrencies. And that's just a small sample of what you can find on Blinkist. Use Blinkist to become a better, smarter, and more knowledgeable you. I'd love you to have the same positive experience I've had exploring what Blinkist has to offer. Right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for listeners of The Money Answers Show. Go to Blinkist.com slash Money Answers to start your free seven-day trial and 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, dot com, slash Money Answers, to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. Blinkist.com, slash Money Answers. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth in Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth in Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Your host. My guests this hour are Herb Schechter, who is the Managing Director at Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group, and Rob Britton, who is a portfolio manager at the same company. Robert, you want to say something for compliance purposes, so just go ahead and say that. Oh, well, thanks so much. Well, as, as all the readers can, I'm sure, anticipate, you know, the topics and subjects, you know, they're being mentioned right now, they're our opinion as of the time of this radio program. Uh, naturally, they can change or evolve over time. Um, 
We're not recommending trading in any of the companies uh, that we've discussed because we appreciate that everyone's uh, circumstances differ. Um, so the things that we're talking about have to be considered uh, you know, by each individual and ideally with uh, one of their advisors. Um, we've mentioned our website a few times, uh, mpmgllc.com. Hop on there. You can get a full details of all of our uh, performance and uh, maybe even things about the stocks that have been mentioned, um, as well as a description of our characteristics and risk. And, of course, anytime we talk about a stock, um, some people may wish to see a full list of our recommendations in the past years. Just give us a call. That number's listed on the website, and we can give you that, uh, that full list um, over the past year. So just give us a sense of the long-term performance of your investment strategy uh, compared to the benchmarks you use. That was for her. Well, um, you caught me unawares at the moment because I have to look at some materials here. I don't keep all these things in my head. But in general, uh, we have a audited performance record that starts in 1995. This has been verified by CPAs and it's calculated in accordance with the global investment performance standards. So if you invested a million dollars with us in 1995, you would have more than $20 million today. So it's gone up 20 times. Now that is significantly more than the various popular indices, whether you pick the S&P 500, the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, uh, uh, pick your index, this has done better. Now, you have to understand that we don't do better every day. So there's always something that might be outperforming uh, our methodology. But when you put it all together and over time and through many market cycles, uh, this has worked. So you're because saying patience is important. You have to be a patient investor, it seems that that's the, the least thing that people have today is patience. They want to jump on the latest trend in and out. So it, you're, you're, you're asking for something that most people don't seem to have these days, which is a lot of long-term patience. That's correct. Well, I think we're, that's we're, correct. we're certainly asking or for maybe, it. That's what's maybe required they in our judgment to be a successful vision. investor. Yeah. Uh, part of the issue is, is that we're dealing in a 24-hour uh, news cycle. Uh, and we have talking heads on television. We've got people on the radio. We get, we're bombarded on the Internet. And everybody has something to say that changes every 15 minutes. And so people get all hyped up saying, oh, my gosh, I should be doing something because, you know, they're going to invade in the Ukraine. And the question is, if they're going to invade in the Ukraine, what effect is that going to have on, on Kroger's? Are people going to stop going to buy milk and bread and eggs? And so you have to boil it down to say, how, how am I going to be affected by this? How is my investment going to be affected? And so you have to take a longer-term view unless you're planning to die in 15 minutes and you only need the money for that period of time. So how do you think people should pick portfolio managers to get it right if they have a long-term view? Well, first of all, 
you know, you should have a degree of skepticism. Even a program like this, you should say, why should I listen to these people? Uh, what is Rob Britton and Herb Schechter and Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group, what do they know? And so you say, show me the money. How have you done over the years? How did you do in the crash of 2000? What happened in 2008? Uh, did, uh, did your clients get through that? What is your performance? And, uh, and so then you can have some measure as to whether the people know what they're talking about. So that would, that would be a first thing. You have to find people who are aligned with, with your situation. Who are you? What are your, your particular needs? Uh, and then you find the people who are going to match what you're looking for and what your objectives are. And what would you say for the same thing, Rob, as far as picking a portfolio manager? I would agree with everything Herb said. I would also point out um, you, you want to find people that appreciate risk and the people that, that uh, have a demonstrated history of avoiding large losses. Um, it's, we've never had two consecutive down years in the portfolio, and that's over 27 years. Um, and the longest ever taken for our clients to recover from a year-over-year loss, as measured by the all-cap value composite, um, is less than two years. So we believe that great wealth is created not by chasing gains, but by avoiding large losses. And that philosophy is, in, is has proven to be very capable at, accru- at, at growing wealth over time. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guests this hour have been Herb Schechter, who's the Managing Director, and Rob Britton, who's the Portfolio Manager at Minneapolis Portfolio Management Group, also known as MPMG. You can find out more at their website, which is mpmgllc.com. We've learned a lot. Thank you both for being great guests on the Money Answer Show today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very good. Thank you both, and we'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, hey, please visit there? his website at www.moneyanswers.com. Okay, and be sure to tune in every that Monday that at 12 p.m. Pacific good. Standard Time, right here on Voice America Business. See you uh, next morning, week. You Business okay. news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business channel on Twitter at Voice AM Business. Again, that's at Voice AM Business. And stay current. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere 